Hey y'all, do you ever feel stuck? Do you ever find yourself staring in the mirror and thinking, who am I and what am I doing here? Are you restless? Do you feel pulled towards something but you don't have a clue what that something is? Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, your host. Here is a true story, y'all. A few years ago, before I turned the big 4-0, I found myself in a sinkhole of existential despair with the recurring thought of, why am I not happy? Being a medical provider, I wondered if this was depression or maybe a hormonal imbalance. I kept telling my husband I felt pulled towards something, but I couldn't articulate what that was. I finally surrendered to the pull and started listening to my inner voice and taking baby steps one at a time. I set forth on a journey to find not only meaning and purpose in my life, but also joy and enthusiasm. I didn't want to just slog through my days. I wanted to live the best possible life I could. I'm still on that path and I do not have it figured out yet, but I'll share what's worked and what hasn't, as well as interview others who are farther along on the path than me. Let's get started, because life is too short not to. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Recharting Your Life with Hope podcast. Our first guest is Lauren Harrell. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, glad to be here. Lauren is my sister-in-law and happens to live in the same town I do, so I'm pleased to have her, and she's going to share her story, but before she does, Lauren, tell us what you do um, for a living now. Yeah, I am a freelance interior designer, and I specialize in remodeling and new construction, so um, basically all the empty house stuff, uh, plumbing fixtures, lighting fixtures, cabinets, countertops, flooring. I walk my clients through all of the selections of a project. Yeah. And Lauren helped us about four years ago when we did our house remodel. And she was so amazing helping us pick out everything because I'm, I don't have a clue when it comes to what tile to pick for, you know, that goes with the paint color and goes with the countertop. So that was amazing. And then at that time, Lauren, tell us what you did before this current. Yeah, um, I worked for a large company. Originally, I was in flooring sales, and then a kitchen and bath department was opened up. So I was doing kitchen and bath design, which basically I was selling um, countertops, uh, cabinets, and doing the design work. And then, of course, any tile that was involved in that. Okay. So you worked for a company and you were, would you say you were a designer with them, but you were. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I was a designer, but it was definitely um, my paycheck was sales based. So commission sales. So I did, I did work with clients on, um, on the actual design work. And that was my title, a kitchen and bath designer. And then before that it was a, um, a designer as well, but I did make money off of my sales and I did have a regular paycheck. So it was kind of a guaranteed thing, but I did have a paycheck coming from a company. That's the important thing to note. 
Yeah. And, and I know at one time you loved it and maybe you loved it up until you left, but tell me what was it that started sort of, um, you know, producing little tiny waves of discontentment? Like what, what do you remember about that time? Well, it was really the phase of life that I was in with, I did love what I did. I loved the company, my coworkers, but I also was starting a family, been married for a long time and hope you know this journey. It's a total side story, but um, we had a lot of fertility issues and then we adopted. And then four months later, I found out I was pregnant. So we had two kids very quickly within 13 months of each other. And that was awesome. It was what I always wanted. And I was doing a job that I always wanted to do. So they were both really wonderful things, but together I was kind of honestly sucking at both of them. Um, I was just spread too thin. There wasn't, there wasn't enough time in the day, energy, brain space to do both of them. Well, Mm -hmm. I know that feeling. Did you think for a while that you may want to be a stay at home mom or was that? Oh yeah. I, I did. I mean, and that was one of those funny things during the pandemic. Um, one of those memes I saw, like, you know, you thought you wanted to be a stay at home mom liar. Thought you were, <laughs> thought you were a social drinker liar. It was one of those funny things, but I was, I absolutely at the time thought that, uh, when, when we finally had kids that I wanted to be a stay at home mom and financially it just wasn't an option for us. Yeah. So what gave you the idea that you could possibly do this on your own? Well, it actually, it never really, it was never something that I wanted to do. It really didn't occur to me to even pursue that or want that. It was um, a couple of gentle nudges from you. I mean, I know you say you don't remember this, but we would be hanging out at Thanksgiving or something. And you'd say, well, what do you really want to do with your life? And I I would be like, God, what is she talking about? I'm doing it. I was being, I'd be annoyed, but then it was kind of like, why'd she ask me that? You know, I'd walk away thinking that later. And then, um, another one of our mutual friends, she's, uh, just really into business, real go-getter. She would say, well, why don't you just do this on your own? And I was like, what the heck, why would I do this on my own? I'm with a great company. And so same thing, I would just kind of walk away thinking about it. And um, at that phase, it was a couple of years into, let's see, the the kids were still young, but I started um, realizing that I was just missing their formative years. It was, I had sitters here that were, you know, picking them up from daycare, then picking them up from school. And they were the ones that got to hear about how, how their day had been and, Um, I had to work on some weekends and I would focus on getting the kids fed, read to them to bed. And then I would go back to work and I'd wake up and work before everybody else got up. And my temper was short. I wasn't sleeping well at night. I certainly didn't have any energy to give to my husband. It was just, everything was really completely unraveling. Gosh, I can so, I think so many of us can relate to that where you just feel stuck, but you don't really know what to do next. And it sounds like you didn't really see options out there. It's not like you had a vision and then you went after it. Exactly. I don't like how it's going. I don't know what I need to do, but I don't want it to keep going like this. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so just kind of slowly little things would, um, 
would pop up. Like it, it just hit me one day that the clients that I was working on the kitchen and bath design for, um, all of them that were working with a remodeler on big projects, um, not all of them, but most of them, I would say, seemed very overwhelmed and didn't know where to go to pick out a lighting fixture or didn't know where to go for this or didn't know what their allowance was. And I found myself like kind of helping them do that stuff where I certainly didn't have time to do that, but I hated to, I, I became invested in their project and got to know them um, over time because the, the cabinet portion of a remodel is very time consuming. So we would be involved with each other for several months. And so during that time, I realized that there was a gap in the market that I could see the contractors stressed out because they didn't know how to give design advice. And I think just kind of expected the clients to um, know exactly what they wanted and they didn't. And then I realized that the client was frustrated and, and I was the one that was, was kind of filling that little niche there. And I'd built uh, relationships with the contractors and I just started thinking like, Hmm, well, maybe, maybe I could do this on my own and maybe I could set up my own schedule and take on, you know, whatever amount of work that I, I wanted. It just, it just kind of gradually progressed that way. And, um, my husband, I mean, I don't know how he stayed married to me, honestly, I was just awful. And so, you know, he, I would just threaten, like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to quit. And he got to the point where he was like, just quit, figure it out. But I knew better than to just do that. Like I knew we needed, we needed my income. So, but because I was so unhappy and I think he thought I was probably on the verge of a nervous breakdown, he was in total support of me kind of just going off and doing something on my own. And um, I just started praying really, really hard about it. And I just kept thinking, restore order to my home. Like we need to restore order to my home because it was just so out of whack. And things just kind of gradually just, I started you know, being open to the idea of, of doing something else. And it was um, another one of your promptings. You said, I feel like it was maybe, I don't know, maybe a month apart. You said, hey, why don't, um, have you, you read this book? You're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. And I was like, no, who has time to read? <laughs> and, um, I was going on a weekend trip somewhere and I was in the car and I got the audio book of it and I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. This is possible. Why did I think I couldn't do this? <laughs> um, and then shortly Lauren, after, I'm going to interrupt you here because I remember this. I'd listened to it and I was like, this, her sense of humor is sim similar to yours. And um, so I recommended it. And then when you called me on the way back, I think it was, you were going to the beach or something. It was like a seven hour drive. And you're like, I'm going to totally do it. I'm going to quit my job. And my <laughs> husband, which is Lauren's brother, was like, what have you told her? <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so I immediately regretted it. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you knew this, but Amy, our mutual friend, she said her husband did the same thing to her. It was like... <laughs> what are you thinking? Because <laughs> I was at that point, I was like, okay, okay. And then I don't know, do you remember what made you recommend Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic? 
I think at that point I knew you were thinking about taking a leap and um, yeah, that book just really uh, brings out the fear component and how that stops us so often from doing what we're meant to do or taking a step forward. And so I think when I read that book, I was like, Lauren, this book is all about taking a step forward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what I remember, what really resonated with me in that book, it was, um, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but it was something about, you have this idea, like this idea, I think she called it like the universe or higher power, whatever it was. But for me, like God gave you this gift to do something with, you have this idea. And if you don't do something with it, it's going to go away and it's going to, that idea is going to be given to somebody else and they're going to do something with it. It's, I mean, it sounds totally woo woo. It's a weird concept, but that resonated with me because I had had years ago, and I don't think I've ever told you this. I'd had an idea for um, a children's book. I used to paint before kids. Um, I was an art major and I had this really wonderful idea and i jotted a few lines down. I did a few illustrations and then I got busy doing something else. And then the idea just like, I couldn't remember any of the things that I knew were so wonderful. And I will still think about that from time to time. Now, I don't know if somebody else wrote the book or did, did whatever, but that idea completely left me and it was so real and it was so strong and I had such strong nudges to do it, but I kind of ignored it. And so that was where I was like, wait a minute this is weird that there's nobody else in town doing this kind of the liaison between contractors and clients on remodels. This is weird that nobody has thought to do this when the, the building industry is just booming. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I have to do this. It's going to leave me and somebody else is going to do this. If yeah, I don't if not do you, it. Then who? Somebody else. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. So that was the, that was the big thing that like, it made me panicky almost like, Oh my gosh, I've got to do this now. And the other thing I just remembered with the badass book was um, she said, when you're doing what you're doing and it feels like you're rolling a boulder up a hill, like that's when you know you're doing the wrong thing. Or maybe that was in Big Magic. I don't know. One of those two wonderful books, it was, that was another thing. I was like, oh my gosh, every day I feel like I am waking up and pushing a boulder, trying to push a boulder up a hill and it's landing on my chest at night and I can't breathe. And so those were kind of the, the two things that ended up just catapulting me to, to make the leap. How long would you say it took, like from the time you started thinking, you know, maybe this would be a good idea. Maybe there's a gap in the market to the time when you actually talked to your company and told them you were leaving. I mean, it was relatively quick from having, I'd, I'd been with that company for 10 years. Um, so, I mean, I would say it was in within three months that it was just like, okay, I'm at my breaking point and I've, I've just got to do this. And it was, I went from like not even seeing that it was a possibility to, if I don't do this right now, like I, I, I can't, I can't go on another day. And so, I mean, three months was pretty quick when you put it into terms of how long I had been doing the other job. And so it was just really the progression. It wasn't that I sat there and came up with a game plan that would have made way too much sense, but I, I truly just went for it once I had shifted my, my thought process. 
And once you went for it, did you feel like, yes, I'm in the flow. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, did you feel this excitement? And yes, yes, it was every day. I was like, it was almost like I'm I'm about to be released from prison. And there's, there's opportunity on the other side of this. So yes, um, my, once I made, made the leap, um, my energy completely shifted everything around me. And it felt like the sky was bluer, the birds were singing and doors were opening. And so um, it was just kind of the validation at that phase that I needed to know that I was making the right decision. Oh, I love that. So action, we hear this all the time. Action leads to clarity. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Thinking I mean, when, is not going to lead you to clarity. If you had spent two years plotting this out and thinking and thinking and thinking, what could go wrong? And what would I do if this happened? And, you know, that that's never going to work. Heck yes, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, I knew that I had to do something before I thought about it too much because fear certainly would have crept in. And I had to face the realization like, okay, I don't, I don't have a safety net really. I mean, I've got this idea and I've had conversations. I've built relationships with, with people that I, I really feel like this is possible. But when I went to turn my notice in, I went in with the full awareness that they could basically say like, screw you, you're, you know, get out of here today. I didn't want that to happen because I was in the middle of several jobs. I wanted to keep getting my paycheck, my commission on those as they, um, as they were installed, because I, like I said, I'd worked on them for several months, but I, I just had to go ahead and just like, all right, this is what can happen. Just get prepared. This could happen. And luckily, um, I, I had a good enough relationship with my employer at, that he wanted to keep me there and he worked out a deal. You know, I, I said, that's just not an option. There's really nothing you can do, but he worked out a deal with me for the, the transition that I was able to finish out my jobs. And at that same time, I was able to start picking up some jobs on my own with the contractor. So I was kind of doing both. And that was another one of those, the doors just opened. Like it felt that was nothing planned. It just happened. And it was, it was exactly what I needed to keep me going. Yeah. So, and I also remember, so even though doors are opening, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. Cause I think I remember like financially some things like tearing up and maybe your vehicle. I don't know. I just remember you being like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That absolutely happened. There were several things. It was ridiculous. Like we had to have a big section of plumbing redone and then the car, I mean, like within a matter of a week, like several big things happened. It was like, okay well, just got to do it. And I had another friend that was starting a business at the time and hers was more of a hobby based business. And it looked really nice to have that option. But I, I realized because my income was necessary that I had to just hustle. I had to like, it wasn't an option just to not make this happen. I had to sit there and brainstorm and it pushed me to make cold calls to people and to just do some really scary things. And I also, I started listening to different business podcasts because this art student, art major, uh, had no business sense. I had no idea about how to start a company. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a business loan. And I just had to hustle and figure it out. But it, I knew it was right because I was excited to do it every day. And the, um, the podcast, which is an, um, 
as this one, just tons of amazing free resources and um, websites that can walk you through everything. So I was able to um, kind of keep going and build the business and figure it out as I went because it was just, I had to do it. So yeah, you were kind of sink or swim. That's right. That's exactly right. Oh, you said an analogy that um, the, the bone, the burn the boats one. Uh-huh. The, yeah. So I don't remember that story exactly, but, you know, back, I think it was the Spaniards who attacked Mexico years ago and um, the, the captain leading the fleet said, burn the boats. So they got off, got on the island, got on Mexico and um, made, he made them burn the boats. And the reason for that is like, we're all in, we're not turning around, we're not tucking tail and, you know, going back to Spain, we are conquering this, you know, country and yeah, well, that's kind of how you are. You burn the boats. There was no going I back. <laughs> burn those dang boats. Yes, I did. <laughs> so you mentioned that you had to, you know, kind of get uncomfortable and reach out to people you didn't know very well. And I just, I hate that feeling. I know you have to do it when you take these steps forward, but how did you like muster up the courage to, to do stuff like that? Once again, it was just kind of when there was no other option. And so it, I'm, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the best practice, but it was what worked for me. It was like, okay, I've got to have some jobs that I'm doing right now. And from the quitting the job and the few that few builders that I had um, reached out to and called on, it was all kind of a, and this is a weird analogy, but like an adrenaline rush, almost like going bungee jumping and the the exhilaration and the reward on the other side of doing that scary thing it made me realize like okay this sucks right now this is really scary but it's about to be awesome again or there's so much possibility on the the other side of this so it became habit almost that I built it into my weeks to get uncomfortable and I never wanted to do it yeah, I, ne- I never wanted to do it, but every time it was like, okay, on the other side of this. And you have to just go into it knowing that it might not work out, but it also might work out. Mm-hmm. So um, that kind of kept me going. And Lauren, I like that you you knew ahead of time that this was there was a need for this in the market. You knew from experience that your skills were valuable. People asked you for your opinion and you got to, you know, see the rewards of when you did give your advice to people on what their house selections could be. Um, And I I love that. So you weren't just like deciding you wanted to do pottery and going to do that. I mean, you, you put some thought into this. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, and it really is, I think with, I think this was, this had to have been you that said it like to pay attention to the thing that, um, that people ask you about the most or ask your advice on the most. And there, I think with almost everybody, there really is that kind of one thing that, that people, you know, you might not even think of it as like your profession or your job or whatever, but there's, there's something that people repeatedly ask you for your advice or your help on. And that was, that was kind of the, the thing for me that, yeah, I didn't just, I didn't just pull it out of nowhere, but it was, it was developed from me starting to really listen and um, be open to what the possibilities were. Yeah. 
Another thing that's um, just watching your journey, I've been impressed that one of the scary things, or at least it would have been scary to me that you did was reach out. I think you sent an email to other um, designers in the area, right? Oh, yeah. And you were going to do Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I wanted to, I, it was also really important to me to not view other people as competition because that feeling is just so ugly to me. Um, and I just had the, the thought process from then this was part of being in the large company that there were lots of salespeople, but they all were my friends that I was like, okay, you know what, we can all be buddies. I really miss, um, and still do miss having coworkers, that camaraderie, but i saw from what I was doing wasn't what a lot of other designers would want to do because um, a lot of a lot of them do furnishings, do stuff with furniture, um, artwork, uh, any kind of decor stuff. And my stuff is empty house stuff. So I thought, okay, we're still working with clients. We're still working with budgets and completing houses. Like we could really just all get together and have that camaraderie. And so that was one of my think I actually probably pushed that off for multiple weeks, but, um, side yeah, kind of a nagging feeling you should do. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It kept coming. I was like, all right. And so I think I composed the email and it sat there for a little while. And, um, I had gathered different people's email addresses from various sources because from working at the company, I knew a lot of different designers in town and I finally just hit send. And there was kind of kind it was kind of received okay the first time but you could tell people were filling each other out and a small group got together and um interacted and then I thought okay well that wasn't bad for once but I mean it definitely I felt like I was back in high school it was very nerve-wracking to me um and I thought well this is gonna pick up momentum and it really just never did I think people I don't know if people thought I was trying to learn their business or if they were unsure of other designers, whatever it was, it was, it just really never got off the ground. And so that was kind of one of those things that, you know, I, I just realized you just, some things work, some things don't, but you have to keep on going. And um, you hear that time and time again with successful people that say, um, you know, they, they had to go like an actor, they had to go on a thousand auditions before they finally got that one role. And that's what I kept reminding myself, like, this is really any successful business, any successful entrepreneur, this is the journey. That's just part of it. You're going to have to just keep trying things and it sucks and it's awkward. And, but it's all of those little steps that get you somewhere. You have to just keep trying. Oh, amazing. Love that. That, yeah, another saying I've heard is success and failure are on the same path. Success mm. is just a little further down the path from failure. So uh, just keep yeah. going. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's also, I think that it's those kind of things to remind you to like get in there and, and just have grit and do it. But also um, know that there's going to be ups and downs of the journey. Like I, I have ideas about where I want my, my business to go. But I mean, goodness knows 2020, that uh, was everybody, you know, that certainly had some real exciting things planned January 1, 2020 that have not happened. But 
um, it's just like, okay, well, readjust, readjust, let's figure this out. And so I've um, learned a variety of things that work for me to, if I'm feeling a little bit down or a little bit overwhelmed, things to do. Like I, I know to schedule a lunch with another friend that has a business, not necessarily design business, but any kind. And we'll just kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, I have lots of different podcasts, as I mentioned, that I'll listen to some, some of the positive ones, or sometimes it's just something random that makes me laugh. And I'm like, okay, all right. Kind of shifts your, shifts your energy, your mindset. Um, I think of uh, doing writing goals or writing down ideas in reverse engineering. Those are you know, breaking down the steps of how I could potentially get there. And those are all things that I just really have to build in periodically because it's just, it's the journey of, of having your own business. Or um, I would imagine for anyone that is even just kind of changing careers, because it's not even necessarily about just having your own business. It, it could be just completely shifting your career altogether, but not necessarily doing starting your own business. Yeah. Just taking, just having the courage to try things and pivot when they don't work. Right. Right. Just listening to other people's journeys always is, is just inspiring to me. Well, I have loved here. I know your story, but it's just, I love hearing it in this light. Um, And I hope it will inspire others. I, I know, I know it will. Anything I hope else so you too. want to add um, for people who are just kind of thinking about, you know, how stuck they are and. Well, I mean, I would just say, I mean, it's knowing where I am now, two years ago, that truly just didn't even seem like a, in the realm of possibilities. So I, I would just say, just know that it is life changes are out there and life is, is brief and short and just, you've got to got to believe that and know that truth and, um, know that change is possible. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, Lauren. Well, thanks for having me. All right. And where can people find you if they want to find you on Instagram or. Yeah. Um, so my website is laurenheralddesign.com and my Instagram Harold is also Lauren Harold design. All right. Y'all go check her out. Her stuff's like eye candy. <laughs> All right. Bye, Lauren. All right. Thanks, Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.